Wow. Episode 11. Hello. If you're a new listener and you're starting at episode 11, hats off to you. Interesting move. If you're a returning listener and you're 11 episodes deep, welcome back. Wow. If you're enjoying it, and you must be if you're 11 episodes deep, why not help us grow the show by telling some people? Why not ring up all the people who are mean to you in high school and tell them what a great time you've been having listening to this podcast? That'll show them. Anyway, here's episode 11. Once again to the Possivision Podcast, the podcast where every week Tom Lawrenson and myself, Lucas Kirkby, we read, analyse and talk about a chapter from the Harry Potter books. This week it's chapter 11, Quidditch. Tom, how the devil are you? I am good, Mr Kirkby. (laughs) I've been keeping positive, I've been trying to be strong, I've been keeping busy, working, working hard, being a good boy. Yeah. You know a story? I'd love to hear a story. I was at work on Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know me, work in an office. You do. That's keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Um, now, tell me if this sounds suspicious, right? Imagine yeah. you're me, right? Oh, I do that often. <laughs> I often lie in bed at night imagining I was you. What it would be <laughs> to be Tom Lawrenson. Oh, yeah. Oh. What's the first thing you'd do if you were me? Oh, just look at... Your tattoos, but they're on my body. I'd never dare have a tattoo. You but, just oh. look, you can just look at them on my body. No, it's nice to look at them yourself. <laughs> First person. Right, so imagine you're me, yeah? Oh, yeah. You're working away. Yeah. Hard as brass. And then, uh, and then someone comes up to you and goes like this. Hey, Tom. Uh, how about that big scratch on your car? When was that done? It looks nasty. <gasps> Wasn't me, mind. No, wasn't me. It's a big red scratch. I have a red car, but it wasn't me. You might see a scratch on my car in the exact point where it looks like I scratched your car, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't me. I've had that scratch years. That scratch I got years ago. We were going to have it done and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Really long, convoluted oh, yeah. story. Yeah. What would you think? It was them. Yeah. I'd be suspicious. <laughs> you think, yeah. this person has scratched my car yeah. because... Going in too much, yeah. like with the lie. The lady doth protest too much. Yes. And was it a lady? You'd be correct. Right. Um, so I go, right, I'm, gonna, I'm, uh, I'm just going to go have a look at this. Oh, yeah. Walk outside, go look at my car. Great big red scratch across, <laughs> across the door, yeah? yeah? I go look at her car. Mm. Black mark, exactly where, <laughs> the exact same height, right? Yeah. And I think... <laughs> No CCTV. Yeah. No way of proving it. Yeah. So I think I'll try and get it out of her. Right? Yeah. So I go back upstairs. This is what I do. Yeah. She's pottering around. Oh, yeah. Right? Hey. And so I go up to her and I point right in her face. Yeah. And I go, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And she starts screaming, saying it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it fucking was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like saying, no, it wasn't, blah, 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 blah. And she was a 15-minute argument where yeah. she was saying it wasn't. That was done years ago, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And at one point, she runs up to me with a phone going, talk to him, talk to him. And I go, who? Yeah. She goes, it's my husband. And I was like, what's that got to do with anything? Yeah. Yeah. And what did he say? Did he confirm that it was an old wound on the old car? Thing is about me, Lucas, if you put a phone in my face and say, talk to him, talk to him, yeah. there's not a chance I'm picking up that phone. Yeah. I'm not calling the dentist on my own. Yeah. That's one of my mum's jobs. <laughs> you know, I know that. You, you know, if I say talk to him, talk to him, you never do. And uh, you really missed out because on your birthday last year, I tried to get uh, yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart <laughs> on the phone. He you, rang me, but he didn't want to talk to you. You have enough trouble getting me to say my lines during our live shows <laughs> that is true that is true i remember we were doing uh pot vision 2 in leeds and you were learning the lines on the way there <laughs> so were you yeah that's true that's true mm. but yeah well yeah uh, how, how's your week been i'm trying to think of a story the only one i've got actually and this is quite funny it's a harry potter related story yeah so uh part of me i'm at a different i'm working in two schools at the minute and one of them's a, a new a newish one and part of that is being in a class helping out teaching assistant type job right and uh harry potter came up somebody yeah. mentioned harry potter right and this kid made me laugh he goes, no, no, he goes, I've never seen, I've only ever seen one of those Harry Potter films. I've only ever seen one of them. And uh, the kids were like, which one was it? And he goes, uh, I don't know, he, he, he's flying around trying to get this gold ball. <laughs> and I was like, that's every film. <laughs> every film he does that, we're yeah. still uh, no closer to the truth. I don't know, he was getting up to no good. <laughs> yeah, getting up to no, doing them spells in this one he was, in this film. Doing them spells. See the match last night. Oh, which one? I don't know. I don't Ball know. players. Grass. <laughs> the match. So, so yeah, nothing uh, too exciting happening this week, but just a, a little funny anecdote for you, though. Can I tell you yeah. um, an additional fact about the car scratch story? Yes, please. Which, to me, confirmed this person's uh, guilt. Guilt, yeah. She was wearing, yeah. no joke, yeah. snakeskin boots. You're joking. Innocent people don't, don't wear, wear snakeskin snake boots. <laughs> yeah. Do they? No, they don't. I, do you know what? It's, it's probably going to be the most boring episode of Columbo. <laughs> because she... And we don't even have to see it happen. Like, normally with Columbo, you see the murder at the beginning. We don't need to. We know it's a... We just want to see how he gets a... But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Well... But that's where you went wrong, you see, because Columbo doesn't point at them and go, "It was you." I really thought mm. I could. I think. I think if someone pointed in my face yeah. and said it was you after, th- if you just told a lie and yeah, she yeah. pointed in your face and said liar, yeah. I think I'd laugh. Yeah, yeah. Or you'd admit. I think that would break me. You know, if I'd yeah. lied because she's she's sounding nervous when she was lying to you. And it's and I thought the gall of doing it in front of people as well. Oh yeah, I'd get it out of her. Mm-hmm. Alas, hope you didn't listen to this podcast because that's going to make the office very awkward. Yeah, I look forward to hearing about that next week. Because I've told her I believe her. There's always the chance it wasn't you. Anyway. Chapter 11. Quidditch. Quidditch. Are you ready for this week's rundown? Give me that rundown. So, the first ever Quidditch match for Harry is coming up and he's a bit nervous. Yeah. So, he's revising with this book Hermione's given him, Quidditch Through the Ages. 
Snape comes in, he's in a bad mood, he's got a limp for some reason, he confiscates the book and Ooh. deducts five points from Gryffindor. Ooh. Harry thinks, that's not fair, I'm going to go to the staff room and ask for it back. He opens the staff room door and what does he see? There's Snape, there's Filch, Snape's got a big bleeding leg and he mentions the three-headed dog. <gasps> Snape has something to do with that, Harry thinks. Hermione's a little bit sceptical. Anyway, the morning of the Quidditch match. He's a bit nervous, he's a bit nervous, but he ends up getting ready for the Quidditch. Everything's happening, blah, blah, blah. He sees the snitch, he gets tackled, there's a foul, there's a penalty, all sorts are going on. But then suddenly, Harry starts losing control of his broom. Mm. Somebody is messing with it. Hermione gets those binoculars out. She notices Snape muttering under his breath. She thinks he <coughs> is bewitching the broom. So she goes over. She, you know, crawls through the stands. She knocks Quirrell over on the way. And then she sets fire to Snape's robes. Oh. And as Snape notices, suddenly the broom is back to normal. Very, very suspicious. But then Harry seems to have swallowed something. He dives down and he spits out... The snitch! He caught it with his mouth! Way Gryffindor win! It's a wonderful victory for all involved. Then next thing, they're back at Hagrid's shack, having a lovely cup of tea. And they're trying to get a bit more out of Hagrid. They think it was Snape. They think Snape has something to do with the package and all this kind of stuff. And, Harry, mm. and Hagrid goes, no, yeah, yeah, you don't be saying that. That's between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. And Harry goes, ah, ha, ha. Something to do with Nicholas Flamel, was it? And so they've got a new lead in their investigations. Oh, he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. So that was Quidditch. What a chapter. What a chapter. We thought it was going to be boring. <laughs> I did think it was going to be boring. Yeah, and it was in places. I was calling you up saying, hey, we should just sack this whole thing off. I can't bear myself to read it. And a chapter on sport, no thank you. <laughs> but we powered through and by God, aren't we glad we did. Good chapter. Good chapter, Real my good boy. Good chapter. Um, so Hagrid's been, not Hagrid, Harry's been put, uh, you know, uh, seeker of the Quidditch team. Yeah. Are you going to be a bit miffed off if you're any Gryffindor student who's not even been given a tryout? A hundred percent, yeah. There are going to be people in year five, year six who've been yeah. training for years. They've had extra sessions at home. They're doing everything they yeah. can. Peak physical fitness to be ousted by somebody who caught a remember all. I know. Coming out, Oliver Wood coming out, guys... We're not doing tryouts this year. Oh, really? oh well, why? Have so, you got an old someone yeah, else yeah, doing yeah. it? Someone who's done it before? No, no, no. We've got a lad. <laughs> He's never played Quidditch before. <laughs> but he uh, he was seen once on a broom uh, catching something. And we're going to make him seeker and give him a brand new broom. You'd be absolutely fuming, wouldn't you? Okay, then that's fair. Yeah. Very nightmare, nightmare. And as well, because you, you're thinking it's Harry Potter, he's in year seven, you know that he's going to be the seeker for the next seven years running mm. if, he, if he's just assume, presumably going to get better and better. Yeah. So if you are an aspiring Gryffindor seeker, give up now. You haven't got a chance. None of, none of you are going to be seekers because he's in year seven and he's going to be seeker till he leaves. They, don't even, don't even, they haven't even got a B team. Do you no, know? What I mean? No, no. <laughs> They've got space and time and like, you know, for yeah. a B team, but uh no. 
I don't have one. I suppose they must have seekers who, you know, like if Harry was injured. You think he's got an understudy? Yeah, an understudy. (laughs) (laughs) Just reading the lines of the. uh... That's what they call them, don't they? Understudy, understudy. understudy. (laughs) You know, I do love that we come from the sporting background. (laughs) Uh, So we can offer this insight with these key terms. Sat there in his costume, raring to go. Maybe it was the understudy who was bewitching Harry. Maybe it was the understudy, we don't know. Now, I want to talk about, in the first few lines, it mentioned that Hagrid is defrosting the broomsticks. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing a moleskin overcoat, rabbit fur gloves, and enormous beaver skin boots. This man, who loves animals, (laughs) he cares for them. He cries if an animal dies. He (laughs) grieves over spiders that get killed. He's there in his rabbit fur gloves, his moleskin overcoat, his enormous beaver skin boots. He's got a leather handbag. He's got his Clark <laughs> shoes on. My God, he's chewing a steak. I, I just, for me, it doesn't match up with Hagrid's personality. That I he think, would. I think it exactly matches up with <laughs> Hagrid's personality. Do you know why? Go on. Because, uh, well, you might think. Uh, I love animals and all that. And it's it, true, I, I do love wizarding animals. Muggle animals, on the other hand. <laughs> those animals, rabbit, mole, beaver, those are muggle animals. Yeah. And he's like, I, I'm not arsed. I love that idea that he only respects magical creatures. Yeah. But then he has a dog called Fang. Mm, so. That's a big dog. It doesn't seem like a natural dog, does it? No, no, maybe it Do isn't. they exist, dogs that big? He's called a bloodhound, I think, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. It's like a mega bloodhound. Me- a mega bloodhound. Uh, but I wanted to tell you this story, the, the whole fur coats and stuff reminded me of a time that uh, I had to once model some fur coats. Yeah, no knickers. Uh, no knickers. <laughs> um, for... Uh, someone who was selling them on eBay and it was the woman who ran the drama group I was part of and I think I was only about 12 or 13 but I had to model these fur coats and it was awful they were horrible these things they were real fur and one of them was like a a mink coat yeah and it was fur but you put it on like a jacket and hanging from the things were its paws its paws were hanging at the front and the hood the hood was its head and I had to put these things on and smile and have a Why? picture taken. You had to. Why did you have to? <laughs> Why? I don't well, it was just, I was just asked to do it and I was, you know, a very uh, you know, congenial person. I did Sorry, I what? Told. That sounds awful. Yeah. So you heard it you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Mr. Kirkby supports the sale no, of I fur don't. coats. I was coerced. And cruelty to animals. No, I don't. I don't like anything <laughs> like that. No, but these photos of you out there That's wearing, a weird thought. Wearing it? mink coats. <laughs> <laughs> As a twelve year old boy. Were, they, that... were they ladies or was it a mink coat for a little boy? Um I'm assuming it was for <laughs> I'm assuming it was for a lady, I don't know. But, because um, I think they might have been her old one. But they might have been actually, like, costumes. Because, obviously, it was a drama group, so maybe they were, like, from the costume department. Oh, yeah. But How they, many coats were there? About three or four, I reckon. Oh, like, yeah. coats. But the for, first... Maybe for, like, a production of Wonder and One Dalmatians where, <laughs> where Cruella de Vil has four 
costume changes in this amateur production, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they need actual fur coats for that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, obviously, another spin-off of 101 Minks. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll just like to tell you that random story. I'm guessing you had a bit of guilt on your conscience where you've, you feel you have to vent by, uh, you know... Uh, bringing up your participation in the uh, <laughs> in the trade of illegal jackets. <laughs> yeah, you know it's something that I've regretted ever since, and, uh, and uh, you know it haunts me to this day. But yeah. I thought I'd share it with you and uh, our lovely listeners. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I tried to sell a piece of toast on eBay once. Mental. I think it was quite a popular thing at the time. I think there was like a newspaper that a piece of toast went on eBay for like. 50 quid or something. Someone just was like the first person to... And then like loads of pieces of toast started appearing. That's mental. I, no one bought it, but I got about 100 messages of people sending funny little things in. That's great. And it, you, <laughs> I'm assuming you just did it as a laugh, didn't you? Yeah. That's fantastic. But did you keep the toast just in case somebody wanted it? I ate it. <gasps> you ate it and then you put it on for sale? No, after it sold... Well, it didn't sell, I oh, ate yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Seven days went by and I thought, do you know what, Toasty? He's <laughs> <laughs> eating this mouldy old bit of toast. Yeah. Um, so, Harry is excited for his Quidditch match. Yeah. Hermione has lent him QTTA, Quidditch Through the Ages. Yeah, great book. I've read this book... Have you? It's one of the three books that uh, J.K. Rowling released as like a charity book. There's Quidditch oh, yeah. Through the Ages, there's uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and there's uh, the fairy tale one, Tales of Beedle the Bard. Well, what's the uh, book about, the Quidditch one? It go, it's basically the history of Quidditch, so it's in about seven or eight chapters, and the first it first starts off with like... Um, basic broom sports, like ancient broom games that people used to play. And then it was like the first ever Quidditch match. And then it was like how the rules have changed over the years. Oh, and then really? like how how Quidditch is played across the world and famous players and stuff like that. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's very good. It's a good little, a little book. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Then Snape comes mm. marching over uh, yeah. looking for a reason to tell them off. He's in a mood, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love this. Yeah. Very petty. Very petty. <laughs> a man after my own heart. You know, everyone's got to have an enemy, don't they? Yeah, everybody. You've, you've got to have an enemy. You've got to. And you'll find one, and Snape's just so happens to be an 11-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you know what? Fair dues to him. No, if you're going to have, like, an enemy that you can easily get one over on, it might as well be a little boy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always think. Because little know. boys can do nothing. No. Yeah. They are physically weak, yeah. mentally inept, open to, uh, you know, influence. And it confused me because uh, so Snape decides to confiscate this book. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but isn't this Hermione's book? It is, but I think Harry was borrowing it. And, well, uh, Hermione was there. It. I think Hermione was there, yeah, and he had so, it in his hands. So it's Hermione's from the library or Hermione's that she's purchased? Uh, no, no, no. I assume she's borrowed it from the library. Right, because no one, uh, no one like, uh, put, raised that argument. Yeah, nobody buys books. He takes five yeah. points from Gryffindor. Yep. Who's keeping tally of the points? Yeah, they must have a, a system. Like, That's yeah. a very easy way, yeah. you know, of explaining things in this universe. Yeah. If there's any like unanswered question, why does that happen? Magic. Magic. <laughs> Magic. 
They must have a system. Uh, but like we, well, we in the school have like an online thing which is called Sims. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. played The Sims. You've played The Sims, yeah. It's a bit like that, you know, you uh, you, you make up the whole school and uh, each, kill each child, you know, you drown them. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, you used to do a bit of stand-up about The, the Sims, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, it must, it must somehow get totted up or, or what have you. Yeah, and then Snape limps off. Yeah, and Ron says uh, they notice his limp, and they go. And Ron says, "Good, I hope it's really hurting him." Yeah, what a bitter little shit. He is a bitter little shit. <laughs> it's fun to say, and I, I believe that you know, <laughs> they, they, Ron seems to get you know these grudges against people for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, he hates half the school. <laughs> He's in year seven and he, he hates Snape. He thinks Hermione's annoying. He can't stand Neville Longbottom. It's just too jar. much darkness in his heart. Yeah. So with the trio, we've now got a trio of the friends, Harry, Ron, yeah. and Hermione, and they are working together. They are working well together, and I love to see it. Hermione's influence means yeah. that they're now like doing homework and stuff, and yeah. they're getting a bit more on top of it, which is great. That's great, but on the other hand, it says Hermione is more relaxed about breaking the rules. Yeah. Horrendous. That is terrible. And it says Hermione was much more relaxed about breaking the rules and she was much nicer for it. Oh, Hermione, isn't she much nicer now she shouts out in class? Isn't she so much nicer now she calls the teacher a pig? Isn't she so much nicer now she steals food from other people's plates? I love her now that she's not following the rules. How do... Okay, fair enough. She's more fun. She's more fun now she breaks the rules. Or she's cooler now she breaks the rules. She's not more... She's not nicer. <laughs> She's turning into a monster and it's because of Harry and Ron. Oh, Hermione gave me a dead leg. How nice. How lovely of her to, to, to join the <gasps> other two in breaking Hermione. rules. It's that thing. Uh, I remember being a kid and sometimes a naughty kid, mm. yeah, um, they'd, they'd be placed near a good kid. Yeah. So they'd, the good kid would be a good influence on yeah, them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I was always the good kid. Oh, yeah. You might not think so because of my uh, my uh, silly ways, yep. but I was the good kid. So, like, they'd be like a bad kid, yeah. and their mum would love it if I hung out with them because they were like, oh, thank God he's not hanging around the normal twits. Riff raff, yeah. Yeah, the, mm. hanging around. But then my, I remember my mum thinking, what are you hanging around with that toe rag for? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's the other thing, the other isn't it? Where, and we'll, we'll get that a lot of times sometimes when uh, you'll do that, you'll put them together, but then the yeah. other parent will go, why have you put them with him? You know, yeah. like, like, but you know, because it can work the other way where they actually become a bad influence on the good kid. When when I was living in Spain when I was a little kid, there was like two English kids that I used to knock about with, and my mum banned me from seeing either of them. Wow! Because uh, they were both like crap. One of them was called Lewis, not Lewis Shaw. No, not friend uh, of the show, Lewis <laughs> Shaw. Please, nobody thinks it's Lewis Shaw. I've always had a, a friend called Lewis at some point in my life. Yeah, yeah, and this one was real. Weird and bad. Yeah. Once his mum was sunbathing. Oh yeah. And just like as a show of I don't know, showing off. Yeah. He just grabbed hold of her boobs, like braless boobs, and just like shaking them. <laughs> <laughs> and this was definitely not Lewis Shaw, friend of the not show. Not Lewis Shaw. No. 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 <laughs> but like, I remember my uh, yeah, and he was. I think his mum liked it uh, that I hung out with him, but my mum was like, don't hang out with that little 
creep. Bone. <laughs> I'm just imagining, you know, him being around at your house and your mum just hiding in the cupboard because <laughs> she doesn't want him to mess with her boobs. Bad kid. Have you ever been the uh, the good influence? Um, I, I'm not sure, really. I, I can't really remember. I probably was, but then I used to find naughty kids fascinating. Yeah. If I was sat with a naughty kid, I'd never join in, but I think I'd find it funny what they did. Or, yeah. or uh, I, I think it'd be quite fun to get to know them a bit and find out what makes them tick. If they were nice, sometimes knocking about with a naughty kid, if they were nice, it was yeah. funny because it was quite interesting, which is a big theme of this chapter, yeah. of breaking the rules. Yeah. They, they had... They did not care about no. repercussions. Yeah, they saw straight through it that it's like meaningless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, where, like I don't know, naughty kids. What kind of naughty kid? What kind of things would naughty kids do at your school? I don't know. They'd like I don't know, throw things at people or yeah. slam doors in people's faces yeah. or, or things like that. But then actually, when you got to know them, they were nice. So they were naughty, but then they were also nice. Yeah. A, a nightmare for Father Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which list do we put these on? Uh, they're both naughty and nice. Um, but but yeah, like you'd get to know them, and then you think, well, actually, they're naughty, but they're not bad people. They're just a bit cheeky. Well, yeah, some of them, I'd say. When I think back to my high school, I'd mm. say all of a lot of them were bad people, and mm. they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. It's a fine line, isn't it, between being cheeky and being bad just things kid. i would never even think of doing i was sat next to this one kid once mm. in re in year eight. Oh yeah and he hopped up a great big bit of phlegm yeah oh yeah and then spat it at the ceiling oh yeah that's horrendous <laughs> at that. the ceiling it hit the ceiling yeah and it like some of it fell down oh but yeah some of it just dried up there that in like a, in, as some uh stalactite <laughs> <laughs> Some snotty stalactite. Yeah. Um, do you know what? It's like there are some. It's funny how all of our like morality is different. Yeah. Like there's some things that you think is fine, even though it's naughty. Like shouting out or or you know I don't know giving someone a dead arm or something. But then for me, like spitting oh. or littering is is awful and stealing as well. This is what Harry is about to do. I can't honestly. Yeah. I cannot bear it. Yeah. I cannot bear... Spitting, yeah. right? Grown men. If you're a grown man listening to this podcast yeah. who spits... Yeah. Spit at yourself. Spit at yourself. And we're not talking about... Listen, we want to make this clear. We're not talking about spitting into the sink after you brush your teeth. We're not talking about that. We're talking about spitting in the streets. We're, talk we're talking about spitting... At children. If you're the type of man who spits, go to your bathroom right now, look at yourself in the mirror and spit at it. Yeah. Because that's what you are. That's what you're doing to the world. Yeah. And I can guarantee <laughs> if you spit at yourself in the mirror and get eye contact, you're going to cry afterwards. Yeah. Because that's what you're making Mother Earth do. That's what you're making me do. Yeah. Never mind littering. Spittering. We don't like Disgusting. it. Disgusting. We don't like it. But another one is stealing. And, and Harry, he tries to get his book back. Yeah. Right? He knocks on the door, right, no answer. And then he thinks, perhaps Snape left it in there. I'll just go in. I'll just go in and steal it back. Can you imagine having the audacity to go into the teacher's staff room? No. Uninvited? No, not at all. Right? Harry's had 11 years uh, in the muggle world yeah. obeying the rules. Yeah. And he's come to Hogwarts and he's gone, you know what? <laughs> New year, new me. It is horrendous. Like, I, do you know what? I can forgive the sneaking about. 
I can forgive the tiffs with Malfoy. I can forgive flying about. But for me, stealing <laughs> is, is, is really, really upset me listening well, to Well, but this. to be honest, it's made me realise as a grown man, yeah. do you know what? Fair enough. Do it. You know? Because honesty gets you nowhere. Yeah. What does Harry Potter do in all these books? He breaks the rules consistently. Yeah. And what has he done? He's rewarded for it. Yeah. Everyone absolutely loves it. Anytime anyone breaks the rules, people are thrilled by it. Yeah. Can you name a Hogwarts student who plays by the rules? Um, no, because no, you know no. they're not featured because it's not interesting. No. If you want to get your name out there, yeah. start breaking the rules. Do you know what? I accept the point, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, good boys yeah. get, get nowhere. Because yeah. think back in high school, in all the cheeky scamps who like yeah. ru- ruin the lesson. Yeah. Teachers loved them. They do, yeah. They'd be buzzing off them. They'd be yeah. laughing. <laughs> and then eventually they have to give them a detention or whatever. But well, I mean, pro for the teacher because they get to spend another hour with them alone. <laughs> maybe that's it, yeah. Maybe they love them that much that they, they hey, I want to see this guy for an hour after school. Yeah. But they're, yeah. But I don't know. My goodness. But, but that's, so, actually, let me add on. one more point. Please do. Um, I can think back to memories when I was a kid. Yeah. Of when I played by the rules, yeah. like, you know, too closely. Right, I was in uh, living in Spain mm. at a Spanish birthday party, right? Oh, yeah. In hosted at a bar. This is Spain. Yeah. Places are weird. But why, cumpleaños. why not have people drinking around a birthday party? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a uh, birthday party being held. This was around uh, December. Yeah. And uh, everyone went outside to play. Yeah. Uh, weather wasn't that great, load of mud. I stood in load of mud. How old are you? Uh, we're talking about eight years old. Wow, okay, carry on. Right? I was like, everyone had muddy shoes, yeah? Yeah. Everyone had really muddy shoes. Mm-hmm. And then um, the main event was there, because around for this Christmas birthday, yeah. there was a surprise visit yeah. from Father Christmas. Whoa! Yeah? Remember at the time I knew that, that's bullshit, ain't no Father Christmas. What? <laughs> it's a lie! Right? Yeah. But me, being such a weird little neurotic weirdo... Oh, yeah. ...was outside. Everyone had muddy shoes. They all ran in. I went, I can't go inside with muddy shoes. You don't take muddy shoes inside. Yeah. So I then spent the next 45 minutes trying to get all the mud off my shoes. Yeah. Missed Father Christmas completely. You're joking. Yeah. But at that time... You didn't care. You knew he wasn't real. No, because he was giving uh, out gifts. Oh, right. Missed the gift completely. So I'd, pr- I'd yeah. put on this rule oh, yeah. of no muddy shoes inside. Because yeah. that's a rule that you'd think is a rule. Yeah, everywhere. Maybe not in a bar. I mean, they just take it as it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You missed out. What were the gifts? You know, tat. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas tat. But that was a sad birthday party. Have you ever been to a bad birthday party? Um, not not that I can remember. Or, or one where someone's made a scene. Have you had a bad birthday? Have I? Uh, I can't remember really. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> put on the spot. I, I, honestly, I can't remember. Oh, I remember somebody's birthday once where uh, we got drunk at a pub. It was somebody's eighteenth, and. Uh, other people went to this other pub called The Bee. This was in Abergelly, where they're filming I'm a Celeb at the minute. And um, one pub uh, was shut, and the next pub was having a lock-in. Yeah. And they weren't letting anybody else in. And me and my mate Jamie were there, and we were trying to get in, but we couldn't, right? Yeah. And when I get drunk, 
I like to tell him things to do, like snake in the ear, like funny oh, ideas. Yeah. Reba worm tongue. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. So I go, hey, I said, hey, we went round the back. I said, hey, I bet you can't jump over that fence. Oh my god! Right, and we're drunk, aren't we? You saying that to Jamie? I'm saying that to Jamie. Yeah. And what's he saying? He says, I bet I can't. Oh, yeah. So he takes a running jump. Right. He he clears the fence. Right. But he catches his shoe on the way over, right? Oof. He falls, right? I hear a splat, right? Oh! His skull has exploded. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, right, the bouncer is opening the gate, right? He's flat on the floor, like something out of Home Alone, right? And he's got a graze on his forehead, he's got a graze on his chin, oh. and his nose is bent to the left, yeah. sniffing his ear, right? And me and him had to go to hospital, uh, so a taxi driver goes, don't worry, don't worry, I'll take, I'll, I'll take you to hospital, I'll take you to hospital. So we get in the taxi, he takes us, then he charges us, which we thought he was being charitable, he wasn't. Uh, and then, yeah, so we, and then we had to wait about six hours to be seen. Um, yeah, yeah. And then there was a, there was a guy who uh, scared the nurse. We were all in this waiting room and everyone had had some, because it was Saturday night, everyone was in there. Saturday night. Saturday. I've grazed my chin. <laughs> Saturday night. And how old are you? I jumped over a gate, 18. And um, there was this drunk guy and everyone, everyone was there for like drunk accident reasons because it was Saturday night. Right. And this one guy was like mental. He, he, he jumped. In Abigelli? Oh yeah, in Abigelli, yeah. He'd been thrown through a window apparently and he had like glass in his head. Yeah. And he really scared a nurse because he was just sat there. And as a nurse walked past, he just went, oh, I've been here three hours and the nurses are doing fuck all. And the nurse like ran oh off scared. God, I would, I'd be off scared. Yeah. So uh, where were you staying that night? Well, I think we were hoping to get a lift back or whatever, but uh, my mum came to pick us up at about 7am. And what did she say? She was she was just like, mm, boys will be boys. But then I had to take him back to his mum who didn't know what had happened, yeah. and he looked in absolute state. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll go in first. And I said... Uh, Why are you going in at all? She, because I don't want the first thing for her to see <laughs> is Jamie's squashed face. So I said, before you see him... Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> He's all right. And then uh, she was like, okay. And then, and by the way, do you like? <laughs> would you like it if you looked like a melon? <laughs> I would, yeah. That he's nice. got, he's got the kind of a look of a three-month-old jack-o'-lantern. Would you like that? Yes. Have you ever dropped an egg? Then you in luck. <laughs> Enter Jamie. Hooray! <laughs> the son I've always wanted. <laughs> and did his face heal? Yeah, it did. He was all right. Yeah, it took a while. It took a while, mind. And what did your dad say? Uh, I don't think he had any comments on the incident. No comment. Oh. No, <laughs> said the Prime Minister. <laughs> but what did your sister think? Uh, do you know what? I think she was amused, if not intrigued. <laughs> and luckily, I have no more immediate family members to discuss their response of. But yeah, yeah. So uh, that that was maybe a birthday party that was a bit that was a bit interesting. What's the moral of that story? Moral of the story is: if I'm drunk. Don't listen to me. I come but, up I mean, with silly ideas. You've got to be pretty, like you know, fun-loving or easygoing or easily influenced is the expression I'm looking for to listen to the mole man. Yeah, 
That's Jamie. Say, jump, no, you're the mole man. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm the mole man, but he's the one who listens yeah, to the yeah, mole yeah. man. Uh, yeah. Listen to the mole man uh, tell him to jump over a fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, look, I was only mole guy to people who didn't really know me. Uh, you, that, that was the outer The image. undercover mole. The undercover mole. So in this chapter, back to the story. He opens the door to the staff room, right? (laughs) And the first few Uh lines of this paragraph (laughs) nearly made me shut the book because I did not want to read on, right? He opens the staff room door, right? It says here, A horrible scene met his eyes. Snape and Filch were inside, alone. Snape was holding his robes above his knees. I thought, what the (laughs) bloody hell is going on in this daft room? But thank goodness, thank goodness, it was just a bloody leg. (laughs) What is Harry thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Harry walks into the staff room. Yeah. Snape is lifting his robes above his waist. Yeah. (laughs) To give give Filch a look. (laughs) Filch is kneeling down and Snape... Sat down. They didn't put that in the film, did they? <laughs> Lifting up his robes. <laughs> Regardless of what's going on, the fact that Snape has no trousers underneath those robes <laughs> is fantastic. To reveal, his um, his legs were bloody and mangled. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is a family show. <laughs> but where do Filch's duties end? <laughs> I love that Filch is trained in first aid. Is it? Because it, it kind of seems like, it kind yeah. of seems like, you know, right. Uh, uh, Filch, once you are done um, cleaning out the toilets, <laughs> please go bandage Snape's legs. What? what? <laughs> Excuse me, that, that's not in the job description. Can you not go to the infirmary? Um, no, you must do it. Why me? Um... <laughs> well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that it... That JK is making it look as dodgy as possible. So who's the other pe- person they don't like? Filch. Let's put them together, make it look a bit dodge. Yeah. And, uh, and have him attend to, attend to Snape. But that's what you get for breaking the rules. So, yeah. so I have, I just said a moment ago, yeah. why not break the rules? Why not? But there are consequences. If you can live with the consequences of being scarred for life. The trauma <laughs> of having seen Snape's mangled. Bare bloody legs. And this isn't Alan Rickman Snake. This is the book Snape. Yeah. And he's JK said he's not fit. He is not (laughs) at all. He's not sexy. Yeah, you do not want to see those bare legs. I'm assuming they're hairy. Now mangled. Mangled grey. That's the word she used. Mangled. Mangled. Like, Like they've been squeezed through two cylinders. Excuse me, I've got a quidditch match soon. No wonder he can't eat. <laughs> well, exactly, because the next morning, right, um, Seamus Finnegan is pouring ketchup onto his sausages. <laughs> no! He's just giving that image of Snape's legs as he squirts the tomato ketchup on these two sausages. Gnawing at them, biting them, lick, <laughs> licking them. Oh, stop! Harry, eat something. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I don't think I can. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness, what a thing to see. Um, so they go out into the uh, the Quidditch yeah. field, yeah. holding up a sign that says, Potter, Potter for President. What? President of what? 
Yeah, why not? Why not go Potter? No, no what, Potter what, to win. What's the president in the in the Wizarding World? President of the USA. I think so. Yeah, Potter can end this war in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Who would the president have been? It would have been either Bill Clinton. It'd have been Bill, yeah, or uh, was that in ninety one? Ninety one or H W George Bush Senior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> look, look, we we don't want H W. Potter we can want end H P. <laughs> Get him in the White House. Madam Hooch is there. She's refing the match. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, bit of trivia. I thought, why not add in a bit of trivia for yeah. uh, the pod? In the film, she's played by, you know, the mum from My Family. Yeah, Zoe Wanamaker. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of trivia. Yeah. She didn't reappear, did she? No, she was only in the first film, wasn't she? She's in the first film. Do you know why? Why? Um, she wanted more money. They said no. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that seems, that is a common uh, thing for a lot of the films, of people yeah. not reappearing. The Dursleys don't appear in a few films. Yeah. Because the actors wanted more money, and the studio said, no. Right. You're not in the film. Yeah. Yeah, because well, yeah, they've probably gone into that thing. Look, you can't have, you can't have Harry Potter without Vernon Dursley. Apparently you can. <laughs> Apparently you can. You can. I thought that was like yin and yang, Vernon and Harry, but no. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see, like, reading through how much Madame Hooch features in the rest of the books. Yeah, that will be, actually. Yeah, and stuff like that. Because I know we talked about Peeves last week or the week before, and, yeah. and he is quite a heavily <laughs> featured character. So, yeah, quite fascinating. Lee Jordan is commentating. Perfect choice, I reckon. And he's not following the rules. No. Is he? He's commenting on the Quidditch player's appearance. Yeah, he's horny. He's horny, 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 horny. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'm glad McGonagall's there, because who knows what he would be saying if she wasn't, you know. I, yeah. I, I'm glad I'm glad she's there. But, uh, but I wanted to bring this up, because I think it's lovely that we've got um, mixed... Uh, genders in the in the Quidditch team because it is a sport I reckon that would would lend itself to being an equal. Why is that lovely? I just think it's nice. Yeah. That, that in the story, we've just not got all men in. I know why you think Quidditch. it's nice. Imagine right. in the showers afterwards. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh no, I'm not. That's that. That's put a, a bad taste in my mouth that you'd suggest that. <laughs> Come on, this is a family show. I, uh... <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> I assume most people listen to this are sat around with the grandkids. Yeah, you know, we all we, we like to keep up to date uh, with with you know how many people are listening, and we've got all the data of when they listen, and it's always there's a massive spike Sunday at five pm, <laughs> and that's because we know everyone sits around the dinner table has a lovely Sunday roast with the Potter Vision podcast. It's in family the time, yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening, you've had too many roasties. Leave one for Granddad. If you're listening to this on a Sunday, eating a roast take a picture of you and your family eating the roast listening to the pod um, if you do that <laughs> if you do that uh, we'll send you a free key ring yeah we 100% will send us a picture of you and your family listening give us your address we will send you a free pot of vision key, key ring. ring that's a promise that's absolute. that is a pot of vision sealed promise <laughs> Hagrid arrives late <laughs> right Hagrid <laughs> <laughs> How does this man's brain work, right? <laughs> he's got to be there to support Harry. He, he's got to be there to watch him. He's the one that delivered Harry to the Dursleys. He told him he was a wizard. He bought him all his magic stuff. Harry comes round for cups of tea on a regular basis. And he knows that Quidditch is best watched from the stands. Mm. But in his head, he goes, 
No, I, I won't support Harry. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll watch from me huts. I'll, uh, I'll watch from me bed. I'll watch from <laughs> me bed out the window, and then two minutes into the match... Yeah, I better get back to the stands. This I, isn't good. I, I don't know why I thought that'd be a good idea. <laughs> I can't see a bloody thing. The <laughs> curtains are in the way. <laughs> I thought I'd be able to sit in my bed with a bottle of brandy, watch Harry. Alas, it's not working. Better get over. <laughs> where are my... Where are my rabbit underpants? <laughs> yeah, Hagrid is just... Where is his logic at any, at any point in this in this book? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot going on. It's exciting, actually, this match. You know, it goes one way, it goes the other. There's a nasty foul. Oh! Harry's after the snitch, but he gets blocked... Penalty, all that kind of stuff. A lovely moment. Yeah. <laughs> a lovely bit of writing I loved. When Angelina scored, uh, Harry <laughs> did yeah. a, a couple of loop the loops and it says, to let out his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you're listening and you're somebody who finds it hard to say how you feel or, or let things off your chest or, or tell somebody what's going on inside... <laughs> Do some loop the loops. Do a backflip. Hi, <laughs> your team's just scored. How do you feel? How do I feel? Woo, woo. Does that answer your question? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like, why Why does he not just like punch the air like mm. a, a normal human being? Um, yeah, so he's floating around and the aim of this, he's uh, staying back because he's aiming on catching the snitch. Yeah. Now... The snitch, I've been thinking about this, is a very popular uh, Harry Potter tattoo. Yes, yeah. Can you think of any other ones? I reckon people like the Deathly Hallows very popular. symbol. People yeah, like very that. Popular. Maybe the houses, the Hogwarts house. Yeah, crest. I've seen that emblem. Um, yeah. I've seen a few Dobbies out there, which is a hideous one to have. Yeah. A fun thing for listeners to do um, is uh, Google... Uh, Something wizarding, like Dobby, and then yeah. putting tattoo, and then go on Google Images, <laughs> and you'll find some horrific goblins on people's legs. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to ask you, yeah. if you had to get yeah. a Harry Potter tattoo, what would you get? Um, can I choose where it goes and stuff like that? Yeah, but it can't be tiny. No. Uh, you can't just say, oh, I'll have a tiny snitch on my ankle. Or like uh, on the... But on the <laughs> on, on. Like the guy from Series of Unfortunate Events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I would get maybe something like the Deathly Hallows thing where yeah. people wouldn't know it was Harry Potter. Um, That's the most... I feel like everyone knows what that is, don't they? Not everyone. Well, I don't know. I'd get maybe... Uh, I'd get forks on my left bum cheek. Forks? Yeah, forks. What's forks? The uh, the phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd get him. Like, you know, like a creature that looks a bit <laughs> mystical. On your left bum cheek? Yeah, the left one, yeah. And on the right, the uh, sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> what would you have then? Talk what to would me. I have? I'd probably have Harry Potter specs around my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for you to have that. Uh, it would put our show into uh, a nightmare situation. Oh, people come up to me, do you like Harry Potter? I go, no. No. <laughs> Not at all. In fact, I hate it. I actively dislike Harry Potter. Now, we talk about the snitch. It's very small. It flies around. Yeah. It glints. It glitters. At one point, Harry thinks he sees the snitch, but it's actually just 
a glimmer of one of Fred and George's gold wristwatches. <laughs> right, number one, my first thing with this is, get rid of anything gold, right? If you've got gold wristwatches, rings, anything like that, and you're playing Quidditch, bin them, get rid of them. They're only going to serve as a distraction, right? My second thing... Why have Fred and George Weasley got gold <laughs> wristwatches? No wonder they're poor. They're spending money on... Ron's got about 400 of these chocolate frogs that he's collecting. <laughs> Fred and George have golden wristwatches. No wonder they can't afford anything else. Do you know what I think they're thinking? Yeah. Watches retain value. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's they're an investment. Think, they're thinking, do you know what? That'll retain value. Do you yeah. know what's a waste of money? Clothes for my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're only going to buy stuff that they're going to What uh, a waste of money. <laughs> they're going to pawn off once they graduate. Yeah. Then, unfortunately... Oh, actually, um, what I was thinking... Oh, actually, we get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Harry's um, broomstick... Yeah. Uh, begins to act unusual. Yeah. So it's being thrown around. Yeah. 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 Uh, vigorously, it's trying to expel Harry from the broom. Yeah. Hagrid says, Oh, nothing can interfere with a broomstick like that. Only dark magic. Only dark magic. Yeah. What about a gust of wind? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't think of that, did he? <laughs> or, or physical objects. <laughs> yeah. Walls. Like you could be shooting wind at him or something. Yeah, bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, only dark magic would be able to do anything like that. <laughs> That's only dark magic. Like a, a dark pistol. Yeah, dark <laughs> pistol, something like that. You know, only somebody who knows dark magic. And at that point, Hermione snatches his binoculars. She looks over to the stands and she sees Snape muttering to himself. <laughs> yeah. Right, She thinks it's him. He's doing a oh, jinx. It's, obvi- it's obviously him. It's obviously him, yeah. but he could be doing anything. What do you reckon he's doing up there? Why is he muttering to himself? Watch this, watch this. So imagine I'm Snape. Yeah. Uh, she can't hear him. He's muttering. Yeah. What if he's going, oh my God, look at Harry Potter. He's just lips are moving, he's talking to himself. Yeah. When did it become a crime yeah. to start, like, to talk to yourself? Yeah, Right. exactly. Um, Hermione's been hanging around with these suspicious lunatics. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, they're right. Snape yeah. is out of his mind. Yeah. It's definitely him, right? She starts having a breakdown. So she runs over, yeah? Yeah. She knocks Professor Quirrell yeah. head first into the row in front. Yeah. How, what force is she running at? <laughs> she's only Diddy as well. She's an 11-year-old kid. Right? Yeah. That is mental. Yeah. So that's how crazy she is. Then yeah. she thinks there's only one way to stop this man from doing this. Only one way. There's only one way. Set him on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes him a long time to notice. He's on fire for 30 seconds. Right. Uh, pretend you are, pretend you're uh, doing a little hex on someone, yeah? Right, I'll be Snape doing yeah. what I think he's doing, muttering. No, no just do, just do a hex. His times tables. Pretend you are doing a hex. All right. Uh, a times table hex. All right, uh, one times 10 is 10, two times 10 is 20. Professor Three Snape, ta- Professor Snape. What? Easy. Hey, that worked, didn't it? <laughs> Can't even remember what, was I on four times, was I on five times, ten, I don't, I don't know. I know, there's only one way to stop him talking, that's killing him with fire. <laughs> Mental, not even, excuse me, Dumbledore, McGonagall, Snape's doing something. Yeah. I'm telling it, it has to be stopped. I have to set this man alive. <laughs> 
But I love that he doesn't notice for 30 seconds. It reminds me of that, you know, that meme of the dog in the fight in the house. Yeah. Where the fire's, this is fine. This is everything. Uh, this is uh, fine. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who Hermione thinks she is because she's taken a leaf too much out of these boys' book. Yeah. She's become judge, jury, and executioner. Executioner, yeah. Right? Hagrid's. No, Hagrid. Harry's broom is acting funny. Yeah. It's definitely Professor Snape. Yeah. I'm going to stop him now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not your responsibility. No. And they're convinced it's Snape. They're convinced Snape is up to something. At one point, Harry says, I bet my broomstick that Snape let that troll loose in the dungeon. What evidence have they got? Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to hold him to that. I've made a note that he said that. <laughs> and if we find out later in the book that it was somebody else, I'm going to go and get it off him. You said you'd bet your broomstick. T- and here we go, I'm taking I, it off I him. I take that bet, Harry Potter. <laughs> they have got no... Oh, right, OK. So Harry's evidence yeah. that um, Snape is trying to kill him is the day before or whatever, yeah. uh, uh, Harry got a glimpse of Snape's legs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let anyone I can't let Harry tell anyone about my mangled legs yeah I'm going to kill him <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's mad isn't it yeah. but then I do I do like the, the mm. we're building up and I think this is a nice way that the book's been put together because there's been kind of like three major incidents so far yeah that have slowly been building up so the first time they just happen upon a dog and run off mm. the second time they're actually in a physical fight with a troll but this is the first time that somebody is actively trying to kill Harry Potter yeah so yeah it does feel like a nice escalation in like what's going on yeah spoilers it is Quirrell but why would <laughs> why why does Quirrell want to kill Harry Potter yeah does he want him dead I don't well yeah I don't know really why does he want him dead yeah yeah I don't yeah don't understand that yeah if you know why he wants him dead, write in. Please, please let us know. But also, like, Ron and Hagrid and everybody else are watching Harry, right? There's a, there's at least a 30-second gap between when she knocks Quirrell over and her setting fire to mm. Snape's robes. Somebody must have noticed, oh, well, actually, Harry's broom stopped being daft before you even set fire to She's not noticing, though. Surely Ron is. They must be watching Snape. Yeah, but what, the are they going to are they going to contact Hermione to tell that information? Send an owl. No, I mean afterwards. Oh right. Like after the event, because then they're like after they're like, oh, it was Snape. Snape definitely did it. Is that one actually? His broom stopped when Quirrell maybe that fell over. no maybe that bit of time was shorter than you think. Thirty it says seconds. Thirty seconds. Fine. <laughs> Again, write in. We just want people to write in. <laughs> we just want people to write in to us. We're lonely. Right. Then Harry <laughs> stumbles to the floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's caught. <laughs> he catches the snitch with his mouth. He does. Slut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... And Marcus Flint, the, the Slytherin captain, is furious. And I think, well, he might have a point. Mm. If we played rounders or cricket <laughs> yeah. and somebody caught the ball with the gob, would that be allowed? Is that allowed in, in those sports? If you if you're playing football yeah. and you sucked up the ball with your lips <laughs> and then ran it to the other side of the pitch, <laughs> blew it into the net. Yeah. Well, hey, we've won. No, hang on a minute. This does actually need checking. If you put the if you put the ball up your shirt and did a big roly poly way. <laughs> Would you be out? Yeah, we need um, it to be checked. We need yeah. it to be checked. 
Uh, but they win. They win uh, the, the match. Everybody's happy. And then they're back for a cup of tea round Hagrid's, which I think it's a bit unprofessional. <laughs> That Hagrid <laughs> constantly has these three year sevens round for a cup of tea. As far as we know, he's not friends with any other student. He's he's the caretaker. He's the keeper of the keys at Hogwarts. He doesn't have anybody else round for a cup of tea. Just these three year sevens. It's so funny because he doesn't even go. Uh, Harry doesn't even go and celebrate in the Gryffindor common room. No. It's, nah. <laughs> the bloke who couldn't be asked to watch the beginning of the match <laughs> could go around to his. <laughs> Oi, you wouldn't mind coming back to mine, would you? I want to celebrate. I'm going to get in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can make me a cup of tea and talk me to sleep. Yeah, and I'll watch you celebrate with me binoculars. <laughs> but we're in the shop with you, Hagrid. I know. <laughs> yeah. And they want to get a bit of information out of him. He doesn't believe that Snape did it. And they start taking advantage yeah. of a dim-witted man. <laughs> they do. They 100% take advantage of the fact that Hagrid is, is he'll just Because he's too honest and they'll just let him say anything. These kids are liars. Yeah. They lie about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They break rules, they lie. Harry's always lying. In every film, yeah. Harry lies. His scar will hurt and he won't yeah. tell anyone about it. Yeah. You're a liar, Harry Potter. Yeah, you lie. Nosy, nosy. Longy, longy. Mm. But Hagrid, right, it's not as if they trick him into giving information. Yeah. It's not as if they go, oh, you know, was it, was it Professor Flitwick and his eye twitches? And they go, ah, it was Professor Flitwick because yeah. your nose twitched. Hagrid just randomly goes, well, that information's between uh, Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. And they're like, what? Nicholas Flamel? <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. I think that's mad, you know, to fairly... volunteer that information. Yeah, it's not as if they've asked him about it and he's he's caved under the pressure. Yeah, yeah. He's volunteered that information, and you know, Harry, to my knowledge, is the only. He probably wants him to find out, doesn't it? Maybe yeah. maybe it's all part of Dumbledore's master plan. Yeah, like reverse psychology. Yeah, 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 of, of trying to keep it a secret, but they're not doing. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and Harry being the only 11-year-old I've ever known to say, Aha! <laughs> so... Well, that's, that's another point, actually. Yeah. Um, everyone's always going on about what a great wizard Dumbledore is. Dumbledore is, yeah. the, is the greatest wizard of all time. Yeah. So many bad things happen at Hogwarts yeah. under his like supervision. Yeah. And only for the heroism of these three students... Yeah. Is like you know anything ever done? Yeah. If they weren't there, the school would be fucked. I know, but it was like you said, like why doesn't he keep it in his office? This package <laughs> on his person, on his person, in his pocket. I uh, I can't trust myself not to use it. <laughs> because yeah, because his what's it doing in the philosopher's stone? Uh, I think it just makes you live forever. <laughs> but his. Yeah, it's just mad. But he's set traps that three students in first year can get through. Yeah. Keep it yourself and just <laughs> zap anybody who tries to snatch it. Quirrell's, what's Quirrell going to do? Come up to him and go give him one of them hugs and try and get it off him? <laughs> I'd love to see that. Just the awkwardness Just Quirrell that. sat next to him. Um, Accio Philosopher's Stone. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if that worked. Imagine that. Why didn't he just do a bit of that? Do you know in the first film he's got it in his pocket? Yeah. Um, 
Give me the stone, uh, liar. Akio philosopher's stone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Another last comment. Yes, please. Um, snitches, we find out seven books later, or whatever. I've got sense memories, touch memories, don't they? Wow, yeah. Soviet, uh, and uh, in the Deathly Hallows, yeah. he's gifted this same snitch. Yes. And only until, like, because uh, we caught it with his mouth. Yes, he did, yeah. Uh, the message is revealed. Yeah. I watched the film the other day, and in the film, he just puts it to his lips. Yeah, he just puts it to his lips, and then the message is revealed. Yeah. If that was me, and I'm alone, and I thought that idea... Yeah. I'm not going lips first. I'm licking that bad boy. <laughs> Oh, 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 shoving it in my mouth, wiggling, wiggling it around a bit, oh, oh, gargling it a bit. I'd do anything I could to get that baby open. Like a little gobstopper. <laughs> right. Yes. How many yep. um, golden snitches covered in spit are you giving this chapter? Do you know what? Um, we thought it was going to be boring. Mm. It was a bit boring for me. Um, and I don't know if it's just because we're getting into it a bit more. We've done 11 episodes that I'm feeling a little bit harsh. Yeah. Um, but for me, this wasn't the best chapter. Um, there's a few interesting bits, but yeah, I don't like hearing about a sporting match. Um, but a few things happened, but I'm going to be harsh, I think. I'm going to give it... Two golden snitches out of five. Two golden snitches covered in what? Spit. Out of five, thank you. Yeah, how about you? Right, so now this chapter, um, we both went in negative. Uh, yeah. But I've seen the positive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I loved about this chapter. We've got friendship, mm-hmm. yeah? None of this Hermione hate now. Yeah. They're all influencing each other. Good and bad, doesn't matter. They're mm. all coming out of the shell, uh, shells yeah. and getting to know themselves more as people and developing. Mm. Really loved it. Um, we got the lesson of not playing by the rules. I think a lot of people, kids, adults, should take that uh, message on themselves and mm-hmm. stop playing by the rules yep. because at the end of the day no one's going to help you no one's going to be nice to you yep. take as many sick days as you can yep. they're your sick days you can have like four a year take them take them we should be in work right now <laughs> but we're not we're doing this right that lesson <laughs> the kids they're you know they're, they're very imaginative they're wrong about all these things <laughs> You know, they're starting fires, they're trying to kill people, it's silly, they're getting carried away. I love it. Harry's catching balls in his mouth. (laughs) Why not? I'm giving this chapter four golden snitches covered in spit out of fire. Woohoo! Very good, very good. Right. Yes. Now, are you ready for my new segment, my popular segment, my astounding segment, Quiz? Quiz. Quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas, how well will you do? I'll blow you the snitch. <laughs> right. Yes. Question number one. Okay. <clears throat> what month does this chapter take place? November. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. Thank you. Question number two. Yeah. What is Hagrid wearing? Oh, he's got... um, Oh, I've got to get these right. (laughs) He's got a moleskin overcoat. Very good. Rabbit fur gloves. (laughs) Excellent. And great big beaver skin boots. Perfect. Yeah. 
Thank you. He knows his stuff. Right. What year was oh. the Quidditch World Cup match that had 700 fouls? That would have been in 1473. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his stuff. Yeah. Right. What colour uh. is Madame Hooch's whistle? Oh, I know this because it reminded me of the question I got wrong last week about the gold plates. I think her whistle was silver. <laughs> yes! <laughs> right. Oh, this is exciting. Is this for the win? No. Well, how many? How many? Oh, God, all right, keep going. Number five. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Who takes the quaffle immediately at the beginning of the match? Uh, Angelina Johnson. Correct. Oh, this is exciting. <laughs> Question six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who is the Slytherin Seeker? That is, the Slytherin Seeker is Terence Higgs. My boy, you've gone and done it! Yes! <laughs> I think this is the third victory. You win. You win the Chocolate Factory. What? Right. Now, yeah. for your prize... Put it there. Hey, a good old handshake. He wins the handshake. Yeah. Right? Very good. Now, the next prize, yeah. the quiz, I'm going to tease it here now. Yeah. You're going to win a dance. A dance? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have a dance with you. I'm going to revise extra that's, hard next week. That's the prize. You're going to win a dance yeah. uh, to any yeah. uh, song, mm -hmm. uh, 25 seconds of your choosing. Oh, I love it. Okay. 25 I'll, I'll seconds of a dance. That. Which, uh, as you know, listeners, for me, will be a very long time. <laughs> um, that has been this week's segment, Quiz. Quiz, Quizicky, Quiz, Quizicky, Quiz, Quiz, Quiz Crew. Going to ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, Quizicky, Quiz, Quizicky, Quiz, Quiz, Quiz Crew. Going to ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? Got six out of six. <laughs> now it's time for our latest segment, Hedwig's Droppings. We're not referring to owl poo, we're not referring to plarpins. We mean the messages you send in when we refer to Hedwig's Droppings. Hey. Hey. He's keeping the song, he's keeping the song! For at least another week. Now then, we've had a load of messages in this week for Hedwig's Droppings, so let's get to it. What have people been sending us this week? Well, first of all, we've had a very lovely message from Catherine Jackman, a friend of mine. She says, I love, love your Potter podcast so much that I'm going to go back and reread the books. So it's inspired somebody to read those lovely books. And Catherine's recently started a new job in Preston. So good luck in your new job, Catherine. Good luck, Catherine. <laughs> now, the next message we've had is from Twitter. And this is from uh, Kevin Caswell-Jones. KCJ himself. KCJ, a comedy friend. Now, he says, how would an average parents' evening at Hogwarts pan out? Hmm. What have you been thinking? See, I've, I don't know. I always imagine the teachers. Imagine, like, I can't imagine Snape giving feedback to a teacher, you know, to a parent. To a parent. Why not? Well, uh, the report was very good. Um, effort, behaviour, very good. Homework, adequate. Goodbye. <laughs> 
do you not do you not think though that he'd like be the opposite and be like this your your child is the poorest excuse for a child no I think he's a pussy <laughs> I think, think I think to the kids he's like big badass but as soon as he's with another adult he'd be like um, they're very good <laughs> just kissing up to the parents yeah it'd be it'd be hard I don't know mm. imagining all the parents getting on the train you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's got to be exactly the same hasn't it they all get on platform nine and three quarters hey it's parents evening it's parents evening you know that four hour train journey just <laughs> Hagrid taking them on the boat oh I hope my son's been good this term <laughs> right we're nearly there we're nearly there. just wait in the corridor with the ghosts <laughs> you'll be let in in a minute I know yeah <laughs> And then, um, yeah, and then just, but you'd be so disappointed once you get there. Oh my God, so magical. Yeah. Especially if you're not from a wizarding family. Like, Bloody hell, it's, it's, they're not just taking the piss, they haven't just kidnapped my daughter. <laughs> and then, like, say, if your kids are um, yeah. not that remarkable. Yeah, they're fine, yeah. I yeah. mean, um, doing well. They're uh, up to standard. Uh, they're not exceeding expectations, nor are they, like, you know, very poor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, carry on. Next train's in about three hours. Um... <laughs> If you want to look around, you can. All right, we will do. We will do. Watch out for Peeves. He shows his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but that. Oh, but then you know, this is interesting because kids who have like Muggle parents mm-hmm. are they allowed to come to? That's parents what I meant. Even? Yeah, that's what I was. Imagining. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be very strange, wouldn't it? Because I suppose you, you're not Muggles aren't supposed to know about the Wizarding world, but then obviously Muggle parents do, like Hermione's parents. Must know about the wizarding world. Yeah, yeah, they're allowed in. They're allowed to walk about. Yeah, yeah. But they, I don't know. Are they just sworn to secrecy. Can they just not tell? Because how are they? Gonna, if they're going to like, oh, I don't know. They meet like, I don't know. They're friends of friends, and they're at a meal. How's Hermione doing at her new school? Yeah, well, good. Where does she go? Um, I, it's very easy to keep a secret if you're an adult, and yeah. most people know this. You don't speak to that many people. <laughs> Who's got that many friends, really? What, like two? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you're right. Like, and also, yeah. you'll find that your friends aren't that interested in your child. That's true. So, like, go, uh, okay, then, um, uh, tell you what, you're the child of a... Uh, no, you're the parent of a, uh, a wisdom child, yeah? Yeah, Muggle, all right. Muggle-born. All right. How's, uh, how's old Hermione? Yeah, very well. She's good. She's uh, been doing well at school. A school? What school is this again? Um, St. Uh, Dunstan's. Where's that? Uh, Edinburgh. Um, hang on. Is this a normal school? No, uh, boarding school. <laughs> Why but... is it a boarding school? You don't make enough to send us a boarding school. What's going on there? Is it a scholarship? Uh, it's a scheme. I doubt it. She's not that remarkable. Oh, She's a wizard, isn't she? I have to leave. <laughs> yeah, you're no right. No one's going to dig that deep. <laughs> it's going to go more like this. How's old Hermione? Yeah, she's very well. Nice one. Can I tell you about me for ten hours? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hear about me. So, well, that sparked an interesting thread, so thank you very much, Kevin Caswell-Jones. Now, we've had another message from uh, Libby Edwards, friend of the show. Yeah. Now, she says, much like Lucas's mum, Mrs Kirkby, I also listen to the Pottervision podcast in the bath. <laughs> so that is at least two of you. We want to know how many of you are listening to this submerged in yeah, the nude. We, yeah. Let we, us know. You can be the bath pals of the pod. Yeah, yeah. You can set off a splinter group, get a WhatsApp thing going. We want to know, actually, because, you know, we've got people who listen to it on the way to work, people who listen to it when they're relaxing in bed, in the bath. We want to find out. Let us know how you listen to the yeah. podcast. Are you a sudsy chum? 
Yeah. Or or do you eat it while eating an evening meal with your family? Yeah, yeah. Both earpods in. <laughs> yeah. Airpods in. Long hair, woolly hat. <laughs> yeah, mum, that's good. <laughs> or do you eat it while... Uh, do you listen to it while eating your roast? We want to find out. Let us know, <laughs> please. Now, the next message we've had is from Amy, who uh, submitted a form, a contact form on our website. She says, Hi, guys. I've loved listening to your podcast every week. It's been keeping me entertained on my drive to work. There's another commuting one. Now, if they had school trips at Hogwarts, where do you think they would go? Um, hmm. There's not that many places to visit, because I was thinking of, like, oh, like a city you'd visit. But then the only wizarding place anywhere like that is probably Diagon Alley, which they all go to anyway. Yes, but you've got to imagine that every city in the world has got its own wizarding district. Ah, it's yeah, like, you could It's be right. like a Chinatown or a, yeah, a yeah, gay yeah. district, isn't it? Yeah, like that's a, true. A little wizard area. I would love to see... In Edinburgh, it's the entirety of Edinburgh. It's the entirety <laughs> of Edinburgh, yeah. With all them Harry Potter shops. Yeah. Uh, where would the wizarding area of Manchester be, do you reckon? Um... Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I reckon... Gorton. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wears hoods, yeah. uh, violet top and, hats. And coats, maybe. Couldn't yeah, maybe. Coats. Yeah, there's a lot of buildings being built up there. Yeah. There's got to be a couple of wizarding things going on. Maybe, um, I don't know, I reckon there's like a little uh, wizard area of uh, Birmingham. Yeah, 100%. That Spaghetti Junction has not been made by muggles. It's in the centre of Spaghetti Junction. You've got to roll out your car. Yeah, roll out the car. To get in. Tap the road three times on the left, twice on the right, you get in. Yeah, and I I was thinking, like, there's definitely going to be a boring school trip to the Ministry of Magic, Mm. showing kids around, hey, this is what they do at the Ministry of Magic. Because I remember when I was in year 12 in sixth form, we all went to Cardiff for a school trip, and we had to visit the Welsh Assembly Building. And what I loved about it was every in the Assembly Building, every, everybody has a screen. And I sat down and put my headphones in, going, oh, it's a screen, but you could turn it on to the TV. Yeah. And uh, while they were talking, I just watched Only Fools and Horses that was on BBC Two in the afternoon. <laughs> You're a bad boy, aren't you? I was a very naughty boy. <laughs> What's the... Uh, uh... I got shake Marlene... <laughs> Only Fools and Horses. That was, yeah. <laughs> I got scared the other day because... Um, oh, yeah. The Only Fools and Horses dinner experience... <laughs> yeah. ...are being sued by the Only Fools and Horses estate. That is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be called Only Fools and Courses. That's got to be the I name. I think so, but uh, I was... I think it's just called the Only Fools and Horses dining experience. That's where they've, that's where <laughs> they've made the mistake, because they've called it Only Fools and Horses... We, why haven't they learned from Aldi and Lidl? You've just got to change the name a bit, make a pun. Only Fools and Courses, the dinner experience. Yeah, but that got me thinking, what if the Chuckle Brothers start coming after us? Well, we've got half a chance of that happening, <laughs> um, with, with one being, being remaining. But uh, R.I.P. But, you know, we only, we only take half of their name and all of their theme tune. Uh, it's not that much, really. But their entire dynamic we've stolen. Yeah, we have. Um, you are definitely Paul. Yeah. I am 100% Barry. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, friend of the show, Louis Shaw, is uh, no slacking. <laughs> no slacking. Um, there's an episode that stays with me of Chuckle yeah. Vision yeah. forever, where they, didn't, they were going to go on holiday to Spain, I've seen this, and they didn't know what the toilets were going to be like abroad. <laughs> so, they, so they took one with them. <laughs> 
I love and, that. And they were going to plumb it in when they got there. That is brilliant. <laughs> I used to love Chucklevision as a kid. That was like one of my top shows that I used to just love to watch. <laughs> and I used to see them live. I used to go and watch the live shows every year. Oh, I'm jealous. When they came to Slandino and it was great. And the, the connection with this is, is Libby, who we just spoke to or talked to, um, she works with Stuart's. And he used to do illusions in their stage show. And that's a connection with that. Wow, that's fantastic. But in answer to the question, I think, just like the Chuckle Brothers, the hot, uh, the Hogwarts students would like to go to sunny Spain. Yes, why not? A Imagine lovely weekend that. in They'd Spain. They'd have to change the Spanish uniform because it's so hot, wouldn't they? Yeah, 100%. They couldn't wear robes in Spain. They'd have to wear something else. And I was always thinking Matador's as well. cape. <laughs> I was thinking they could go like, you know, take the naughty kids to Azkaban. You know when, like, there are kids that are naughty. They're taking to prison. And they, have you not seen these videos where they take naughty kids to prison and they interview the prisoners and the prisoners are like, yeah, yeah, it's rubbish. You know, I thought I was really cool and then I got into prison and it's awful. And then the kids are like, oh, I better not misbehave if that's going to be me. To, like, scare them out of being naughty. We've never seen those kind of videos. But the thing is, Mr Kirkby, yeah. naughtiness is encouraged at Hogwarts. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. They'd be taking them round Azkaban and say, hey, keep going, this could be you. <laughs> <laughs> you could be living here. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much, Amy, for your question. Now, the next thing, uh, the next person we've had a message from is Simon Heath from Facebook. Hey! Who apparently has bought an iPad just so he can leave us a review. Go on, Simon. Can't wait to read it. Yeah, please use could your you iPad. Find it? Uh, not yet. We're hoping it'll be submitted. But can we just say, Simon, please use your iPad for other things. Get your money's worth. <laughs> Download Angry Birds or a Sudoku app. Uh, right, he says, hello, Lucas and Tom. Now, he's asked, if you had the opportunity to make a spin-off show with any of the characters or locations in Harry Potter, what would you choose? i tell you what I'd want. Yeah. I'd want, um, like, a, a Hagrid film. Mm-hmm. A complete Hagrid film. Yeah. Because he's involved with, like, you know, maybe like a prequel or just, yeah, like, yeah, during yeah. the times yeah. of, uh, of Harry's time at Hogwarts. Yeah. Hagrid knows some proper dodgy people. 100%. He's always hanging out in uh, pubs. Yeah. In he? <laughs> yeah. He's just like getting to know dirty... Like He's like, Harry, yeah, yeah. what are you down doing down this dirty alley? He's like, what are you doing down here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know that in the... The second one. What's that, what's that alley called? Nocturne Alley. Nocturne alley. He's like, what are you doing here, uh, Harry? And it's like, Hagrid, what are you doing here? Uh, Definitely not been with a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it there? Yeah, and also like how he uh, came to tame all these wild beasts. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Because I think him, him in high school is fascinating. Because there's all that stuff with Aragog, wasn't there, in, uh, in the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, yeah. And I reckon him, like Harry, would have been up to all sorts of rubbish while he was at school. Yeah. And just being a giant in school, I think that would have been interesting. That would have been mental. Mental. Yeah. The other thing, I, I was thinking of uh, something like, I don't know, two teachers solving mysteries in the school. I don't know, like Trelawney and Hooch. There's a, there's a show called Turner and Hooch, isn't there? She's yeah. like a, a Trelawney and Hooch. And they like just do mysteries together. Like, uh, did you ever watch Rosemary in Time? No. It was about two retired police women, and it's uh, Felicity Kendall and um, what's her name? Who's Miss Trunchbull? Pan Ferris. Oh, really? They're retired detectives, but now they're gardeners. 
And everywhere they go to do a gardening job, they find a body <laughs> and they solve it like part time. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really weird. It used to be on ITV at like 4 pm, but I used to love watching it. And but I imagine that with the teachers, like they just like happen yeah. across these murders. A snake, snake prequel would be good, wouldn't it? I'd love a snake prequel. We yeah. need it, actually. Come on, the Wizarding World, Warner That's Brothers. That's what we want. That's what we want. And yeah. look, we're building a following. Soon we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So make it now before we have power. All right. Before we make Hagrid vision. Yes, Hagrid vision. We need it. All right, we've got two more messages. We've got one from Elena Trousdale, who's messages on Instagram. And she was referring to the conversation we had last week about who has Harry as their favourite character. Now, she says, the only person I know whose favourite character is Harry is my mate Lucy. She always likes protagonists, even if they're boring, even if they're interesting. Now... Who do you think would make a more interesting protagonist in the Wizarding World? And what would either of you do differently if you were in Harry's shoes as the protagonist? So it's kind of like what we've been talking about. I would quite like to see Neville as the main character if the focus was on Neville. And it'd be a bit more of a comedy of the blundering idiot who somehow saves the day. I couldn't read that. I'd be like, I'd I'd throw that book away going... (laughs) This guy's irritating me too much. Yeah. Like, is there any programmes? Or like, you know, when you're watching a film and it's just too awkward and you're yeah. like, oh, I can't watch this. Yeah. Turning your head away. Because they keep making mistakes. Yeah. It's I like, uh, what's it called? Test of the Durbervilles. Have you ever read that? No. Thomas Hardy. It's about this woman who, you, you're on her side, which keeps making these terrible decisions about men. She always picks the idiots and does the wrong thing. Well, I was watching um, mm. uh, the... Uh, what is it? The personal uh, history of uh, David Copperfield. Oh yeah, and he keeps making mistakes, and making the wrong decisions, and the old, the old, the old, the old time during the film, you're like, no, no. I was David Copperfield in a play once. Liar. I was, no, I was. I was Liar. young David Copperfield, <laughs> not the magician, the uh, Charles Dickens character. And for the first half of the play, I never left the stage because I was young David Copperfield, and uh, I must have been about twelve. But we did it outside in, like, castles around Wales and stuff, and some people thought it was the magician when it was advertised. Oh, really? So people would come, and it's David Copperfield, the Dickens, Charles yeah. Dickens story, and someone would be buying tickets going, uh, hey, like Americans, going, hey, is he going to make the castle disappear? <laughs> is he going to make the castle disappear? And one guy bought tickets, and his wife was sat in the car, and the woman at the ticket office goes, uh, is your wife not coming with you? He goes, no, she doesn't like him. <laughs> you. So, <laughs> that's me. No, so he sat through this whole Dickens play, not enjoying it because he thought it was the magician. And then his wife was in the car, probably reading Dickens, going, oh, I wish I was his watching wife a in play. The car going, I won't watch anything with Lucas Kirkby. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Who'd make a better protagonist? You see, I would love if it was called uh, Draco Malfoy. Do you know the series? Or whatever. Draco Malfoy and, I don't know... And And the nasty git who keeps getting him in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That'd be good. I misunderstood the question at first, and I thought it was like, who do you think would be good in Harry Potter? And I was thinking somebody like Danny Dyer being the main character. Well, I'd hate that. Yeah, I know you would. Keep Danny Dyer out of film and TV. All right, I will. I will, darling. Yeah. Um, And what would we do differently if we were in Harry Potter's shoes? I wouldn't do as much... Get into much trouble as him. Would you not? Yeah, I'd be a bit too scared to go creeping around at night, getting into trouble. 
Oh yeah, socialise a bit more with different people. Yeah. You know, it's not all about Ron. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Spread your wings a bit. Just be more of a social butterfly. Or maybe, uh, yeah, I'd fly about more. You yeah, know. yeah. Live the dream, live the yeah. dream. Well, thank Use you very much. Use my invisibility cloak more. Why yeah. is he never making the most of that? Why is he not tickling people? He could be using that... They never show him using that cloak, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. In the films, at least. In the muggle world. No. I'd just be walking around. Because it's not yeah. It's not a uh, wizard crime yeah. to rob muggles. No. <laughs> is it? Yeah, and why is he not winding, like, the Dursleys up with that? Or, like, stealing, I don't know, an extra cake or something from the fridge? Exactly. Yeah. Come on, Harry. That's what I'd do. I'd be a thief. I'd be a no-good, rotten thief. Oh, I shudder to think of the prospect. Now, the final message this week is from Soph Hunter 2000 from Instagram again. And she says, which two teachers do you think are most likely to have had a secret but passionate fling? What do you think? Well, I think it was hinted at, at Christmas. I think Hagrid and McGonagall might have some kind of uh, sordid history. I don't <laughs> think so. That guy... <laughs> no. But I, re- I think Madame Hooch... Not Madame Hooch... Professor Sprouts. I think more likely Madame Hooch and McGonagall. Uh, yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, do you reckon they've, they've had a, something yeah. going on? Because I'm guessing they have to share a bedroom. Yes, 100%. <laughs> There's definitely a teacher's common room <laughs> that they all You're just go to. You're sharing a bedroom with a, a PE teacher for 12 months of the year. Something's going to happen. These things happen. <laughs> I reckon Professor Sprouts probably kissed, had a few drunken kisses with somebody. But I'm just purely basing that off the actual person, Miriam Margulies, because <laughs> she just seems a bit mad. You think so? Yeah, she's a bit of a free free spirit, isn't she? Sprout pursuing Dumbledore. hundred percent. Because she Sprout could give him, like, aphrodisiac. Sprout and Hagrid. Oh, yeah. That is like the, the combo. Outdoors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Romping in a pumpkin patch. 100% in a pumpkin patch, yeah, yeah. When we see that scene where you hear a noise and all the crows fly off from the pumpkin... That's just a massive thrust from Hagrid. Disgusting. (laughs) Absolutely disgusting. (laughs) So thank you, everyone. So much for all your messages and questions for this week's Hedwig's Droppings. Please send us in more. You can go on all our social media or catch us at pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. This has been the Potter Vision Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, tell everybody you know. Uh, We're seeing it grow and it's been lovely to see, but we want to keep that momentum going. So this was Chapter 11 Quidditch. Please join us next week for Chapter 12, The Mirror of Erised. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Music was by Jack Evans. I've been Tom Lawrenson. And I've been Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Goodbye.